Hello, everyone, and we are live, episode 26 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. I'm really excited to have Matt Phillips from Ziploads. How are you, mate? Hey, Jamie. Doing awesome. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Today, we're going to talk about zip leads, the power of automation, and why every single fitness business should be using them in their business. And really, if you're not, you're missing out. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. And Matt, we're back. Thanks, Jamie. What do you think? Of the, what do you think of the intro? I made that myself on camera. Very, yeah, very professional. I love it. It's amazing, just the power of what we're going to talk about today: technology, automation, and what you can yeah. actually do. That's right. Cool. Well, guys, Matt and I have partnered up together uh, for a few reasons, but I actually met Matt. Uh, it was probably July, August, two thousand twenty-one, and I had an overwhelming problem. I had too many leads in my business. And my fingers were about to fall up, fall, fall off from the follow-up. And if you're a fitness business owner and you're generating a ton of leads, you know it's a great problem to have, but it actually is a problem. So Matt, I ask everyone on the podcast, elevator pitch, if you meet someone at a party, what do you say that you do? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's always solving that problem, isn't it? Our, you know, the ideal people that we help is people that just are sick of chasing leads, ultimately. People who are sick of chasing leads in the business, that's what Zip Leads helps with. That's what I help with. Um, and it's a it's it's one of those great win-win-win scenarios as well because the thing is that in general marketing, people opting in for things, they don't want to be chased either. Um, we're in the business of connecting people with the people that they want to connect with. So um, without all the hassle of random, you know, thousands of phone calls, um, just cutting straight to the point. When do you want to chat? What do you want to chat about? Let's connect at this time. That's what Zip Leads is for. Cool. And mate, Zip Leads can do 1,000 things. But the main reason I came to Matt for was when a lead opts in, it is the most critical step that you must contact them within the first five minutes. And I find the majority of fitness business owners are either running sessions with their family or just don't have their phone in their hand 24 hours a day. And it's a ridiculous stat. I think it's a Grant Cardone published it where if you don't contact your lead in the first five minutes, conversion goes down by 90%. Mm. So you can do everything else right in your business. But if you don't hit that lead in the first five minutes, 90% drop off. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting when you dive into this problem and looking at the, the specifics of it because it, the, the wording of what you've said is really important as well because it is about contacting the lead. And because in, in many cases, it's not about calling the lead necessarily, it's contacting them. And and in some cases, that initial text message is more effective than a phone call, um, particularly for social media leads. And we'll probably dive in about that a little bit later today as well. What I've found, mate, like the, the longer I'm in a fitness business for is I actually find that initial text is the most important step. And the reason being is if I, if someone calls me, I will screen their call and see, have they messaged me prior? 
if I don't recognize the number, if I haven't had a message prior, the chances of me picking up is very low. So let's say that you text the lead. Hey, it's Matt from Breakthrough Active Adamstown. Thank you so much for registering your interest. Are you free for a quick five-minute chat? If I call a minute later and I go through my screening process, oh, it's Matt from Breakthrough Active. I opted in. I know who this is. I want to pick up the phone. Yeah, that's right. And the other the other side of it, we'll probably dive into now, is that um, you know people always, you know, we, we used to be, and as you know, um, a bit of my history was we actually used to be a marketing agency. We would run ads and, and we had that experience where, you know, we'd get leads and then people couldn't connect with the leads. What do people say? That, you know, they say the leads are bad, right? Um, or the common thing is, you know, people don't want to pick up the phone. They don't want to talk. And really the case is that, yeah, it's, it's possible they don't want to pick up the phone, as you said, screening calls and things like that. Um, but as to people don't want to talk, that's not entirely accurate. They just don't want to talk right now. Um, and it really is the thing, if, if you're getting leads off social, where it's at, at the end of the day, social advertising is interruption marketing, right? Someone was doing something else. They probably weren't even meant to be on their phone um, and they've opted in for the ad. They need to get back to what they were doing. Um, they don't necessarily want to talk right now. And so then that initial phone call comes in. Um, sometimes the worst thing that can happen is they actually answer the phone. Oh, they man. realize that it's not who they actually wanted to talk to. Like it's like, oh, that's that thing. No, no, no. Uh, no, don't worry about it. And they actually reject the whole idea. They don't even reschedule. Um, so getting that phone call to be at a, you know, at an agreed time is really powerful. Yeah. Well, in our phone script, mate, the first question I ask is now a good time for a chat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. every single person is busy in 2023. If it's not a good time, if they're in a shopping center, if they're in a car and you go through the call, one, they're distracted. Two, mm. it is easy to say, well, mate, I'm driving. I'll send through my car details later on. And Matt, yeah. being in the industry, we know how that ends. Yeah. So yeah. If I reach someone, I will try and get them scheduled for a time that suits. Um, yeah. It's really important. I, I then start sending them marketing material about like, hey, like we're a great gym. This is why you should join. So by the time they get to that phone call, it's just like, don't fuck up the phone call. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, um, you know, it's really also meeting them where they're at right now in that conversation. I mean, you, you would have seen in, people talk about it in certain sales techniques and things where, you know, if you can join the conversation they're already having in their head and sort of, you know, respect where they're at. And so if you can, that makes sense to me, you know, initiating that phone call where it's likely that they don't want to talk to you and actually meeting them there saying, you know, you're sort of saying you probably don't want to chat right now, right? And they're like, yeah, I don't right now. <laughs> so that's the implied message. And they're like, oh, I like this guy. And it's like, yeah, so when is a better time? And that's basically what we do with Zipleads with that initial automation that, you know, you don't have to be, you know, checking your phone all the time for every lead that comes in because the system's doing it for you and engaging with those leads. And now we've got the advancement of AI where the AI is actually interacting as well. So if they would like to book a call, they don't have to click a link because, you know, very few people want to click a link on a text message nowadays. Um, uh, they can just chat, you know, can I book that for you? And the bot will actually give them some times that the gym owner is available. The person can choose a day, choose a time, all conversational. Um, and and then, the, you know, the, the, the time for that phone call is booked in. I remember our first phone call, Matt, very, very clearly. And I was really hesitant. I was a skeptic. Um, and the reason being was, is I already had a great sales process. And I thought like yeah. my manual process 
is going to be superior to the automated process. And I still believe it is to a degree, but my manual process could not possibly keep up with the automations. So maybe, just maybe that like, Maybe the text messages aren't quite as personal as I'd like them to be, but I was still reaching more people, reaching more bookings. And as time has gone on, I realized that like people want convenience over a chat at the start. And if you yeah. can make it as convenient yeah. as possible for them to book in a phone call, it actually does out like it does be for me. If you're generating 50 leads a week, you cannot do the process without automation, period, point blank, like impossible because yeah. you're a human being. Yeah. Things yeah. come up and you miss things. Yeah, and look, loads of the people that we work with are only having 10 leads a week. And even then, like, things fall through the cracks. And, you know, if you can, even if it's 10 leads, for example, you know, if you, if you, you, you can't really miss three. I mean, we're no longer in the, I mean, you, you would remember, you know, if you were running social media ads even seven years ago, like very different story. You could win on volume of leads. Like I have so many leads, it, I'll just call them all. It doesn't matter if I miss half of them because my cost per lead is so low that it's still profitable anyway, right? So it's not like that mostly now where, you know, in order to be profitable, you can't be dropping leads. You can't be having people fall through the cracks because then you can't run ads. Um, you mentioned at the beginning, like what's the elevator pitch about zip leads? Like one of the other more succinct ways of, of, of what we do is we allow businesses to stay in the paid advertising game longer because you know the ads ads are going up and up and up and yeah if you want to stay viable if your you know cost per acquisition hits you know 500 bucks and your initial sale is $500 you're barely breaking even if that cost per acquisition goes up then you're stuffed if you can bring that down to $200 then you can continue paying for uh, you know slightly more expensive leads in those seasons where the lead cost goes up, you know, something's going on in your local area, lead cost increases, you can stay in the game. And that's one thing that Mitch and I have done always really well. We just outspend everyone in the local area. Yeah, yeah. Because we track our numbers. We, we, we never miss a lead. We, we never miss yeah. a follow-up. We never miss a phone call. And at the end of the day, if you're running paid ads, those additional two conversions per week, your entire ROAS can be in those last two members, which can allow you to respend next week. And the other thing too yep. is like the more you make on the front end, the more you can actually spend on branding. So recently we've been doing a lot of yep. video view campaigns and I don't want to direct return on those video view campaigns, but the front end cash that we bring in, the amount of money we make on the front end allows us to, to do more branding, which is really, really cool too. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned an interesting point about, you know, outspending everyone in the, in, in the local area. And some of us people hear that and think, oh, well, I can't do that. Like how do I, you know, how do I make ads viable if I can't, you know, outspend people and things. And it's really, it's, it's just, it's a really important thing to understand that you are in a market of other advertisers. And one of the things that I always often remind people about, I think people realize this, but don't think about it so much is that anyone that clicks on your ad is if you're on the, if you're a fitness business or any local business, someone who clicks on your ad, they probably saw your ad because they've already engaged with, probably clicked on, probably opted into very similar businesses in the area very recently. And that's why the algorithm said, oh, well, we're going to show you this ad now. And so um, that's the other thing with Ziply. It's like, yes, it's about the initial connection. And that's, as you said, super important um, to get that initial connection point. But even with the phone bookings, you know, there's an ongoing process there that we run where, you know, after they've booked a call, it's like, there's another step here. It's like, what's the result you're after? The person has to like type it in on their phone and just build a higher level of commitment and really engage with your business 
on an automated level. So you haven't even done anything. But now if they, if they have clicked on another ad and that business owner calls them, but they've already got a call booked with you, they might be like, oh, no, um, no, I've already, I'm already sorted. They haven't even spoken to you, but they might have already, they've already made that commitment. And, yeah. then, um, and then for the actual, and now for future ads they see, because again, now they've clicked on your ad, guess what they're going to see now? Everybody else's ad as well. So if they've taken some micro commitments without you having had to do anything, it almost, well, it does in many cases, prevents them from engaging with the other ads. So you can still, you know, outperform your competitors in that sense. Yeah. I'm the most pixeled person in Australia, mate, for fitness business coaches. <laughs> I get yeah. everyone's ad. I'm like view two or view three of their video. I always screenshot it and send it to Mitch. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday I was view three, view 19 and view 26 of a marketing agency ads. Yeah. So not only are they seeing other gym owners ads, they will also see your ads again too, right? So yeah. algorithm yeah. is a real, real thing and people need to understand that. In regards to the micro commitments, you have the question like, what are you trying to accomplish? What we do from there, and we actually got the idea from you originally, was to have a bit of a thank you page. Yeah. And the thank you page is thank you so much for booking your phone call. And I speak about this at nausea, but for us, it helps so much. It's a video of yourself. Thank you so much for booking your call. Myself or one of my team members will call you at our chosen appointment time. Below this video is more information about our program. And then we have the seven bonuses that we include in the challenge. And after that, we also have a frequently asked questions. And then leading up to the actual phone call, we send them snippets of that thank you page. So the idea would be is they've answered a question. They've seen a video of Brody, our head trainer. They've read our three core principles for success. They've gone through the bonuses. They've read the FAQs compared to Matt. It blows me away that these massive franchises Thank you for clicking on the ad. You can please, you can please exit the form now. Yes, like, you can exit the form. Do something yes. with it. Do, yeah. do yeah. something with it. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a, a huge one. Like if people are listening to this, like you know, writing down notes on you know how to actually you know engage through their ads or something like that. I mean that that connection that that point there, I agree, is like one of the most. It's it's the biggest wasted opportunity with ads, and we see it ev almost every time. So every person that we speak to that starts using Ziplex, if they have They've got an agency, or they're they're you know someone else, or they've 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 dabbled in it themselves. They have these forms where it's like they opt in, goes into a spreadsheet maybe, but the form literally says, "Thanks, you can exit the form now," or it might say, "Thanks, you're all set, we'll be in touch." Either way, it's like saying, you know, that's the end of the process for right now. And but that was the moment that they were most engaged with the ad. Like one of the, um, I think there's a bit of a, and then three posts later, now the fitness business yeah. ad. Exactly. Right. And so, and that's one of the things that there's so much talk now in, I guess I've been in the, in the, in the realm of digital marketing, online marketing for just over 10 years now. And it's gotten more and more about, you know, the fortunes and the follow-up and everyone wants these really long and, you know, follow-up sequences, which are important, but this whole thing that, um, you know, you know, this thing, you know, 97% of people aren't ready to buy and, you know, but 3% are, what people forget is that the people who are opting in are the 3%. Right. So they don't like, you know, you're not you're not necessarily going to have your best opportunity to work with most of them later. The best opportunity is right now. So most actual sales and bookings will come at the time of the inquiry, not later. It's really a residual effect for local business that where you're going to get, you know, yes, additional sales and things down the line for people who you're nurturing. But you know, initial inquiries, that's as, as, that's as keen as it's going to yeah. get. They're at the point for some reason something's going on in their life. 
that they have decided to actually do something right now. And so, yeah, to just say exit the form or we'll be in touch, whatever, just finish the process now is, is horrendous for me. Yeah. I will argue, I, I have a few hills I'll die on, Matt, but this is one of them. Yeah. Fitness is so unique. It yeah. is unique like nothing else because people don't actually want what we're selling. Like they have, they have, that, yeah. they have that moment of motivation, the moment of inspiration. Take yeah. them through your process, ask them the question, schedule a call, have an amazing sales process and get them into your facility. Because what you said is true. If you don't get them in the first two or three days, goodbye. Hmm. Yeah. And, and not because the service is wrong. It's just they're not interested anymore. Something has changed and now they don't care. And in another yeah. six months, they might do again. Yeah. I've been into a lot of ad accounts, Matt, and I see top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and yeah. we're not selling a $25,000 coaching program. We're selling a gym membership. It, it yeah. is, it's yeah. almost an impulse purchase. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. It's an interesting, just for a bit of an aside, but uh, we don't use timers. You know, you can, you certainly can use scarcity timers and things like that on, on, um, on, on Zipley's pages and things. But um, just to sort of back up the psychology behind this, that... There is studies I've seen on, you know, the scarcity timers of like, you know, when you're on a page, there's like a countdown timer and you're either going to do like, a, as you said, like a series of videos and like this thing ends in five days. But if you're not doing that, the only thing that actually works is like a timer that's like 10 or 12 minutes. Far up. So because it's the thing, like this whole thing of like, you know, this three or four day nurture and then people are going to sign up on the back of that. Sometimes, yes, but it's definitely the exception. Most people, if they're going to take action, are going to do it right now. And so you've got so, to you've got to support them and provide them a, a process that allows them to keep taking action right now. So by the third text message in our account, we actually send them back into ManyChat. And right, yeah. Can you can you, can you fill out this quick survey? Because we found by that third message or that second or third day, they are gone. So we are trying to re-engage them at that point. And it is yeah. now yeah. or it is now or never. And yeah, yeah. I also found through like the argument of like on the calendar page, if you have less spots, it looks like you're busy. For, for me, for what we've seen, you need to have as many spots open as possible so it's convenient yeah. for that person. And that is like, out of all the things that surprised me the last 12 months of coaching gym owners, it is like the lack of availability they have for phone calls can yes, really yeah. affect their, their booking yeah. rate and also their, their, their cost per lead, cost per acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And if you are going to make this switch to, you know, booking calls, then it's always good to start with the widest availability. And the thing to do is to have short, uh, uh, wide availability on each day, but have a limit on how far in advance it can be booked. So ideally the calls can only be booked in the next two or three days, maybe four days. Um, but of those days, you want to have morning, middle of the day, evening spots available. Because otherwise you don't know. Are people not booking because they don't care? Are they not booking because it's not available? And, you know, e even if you can only do it for a few weeks just to see, at least you'll know. Because then if you ratchet back your availability and the call stop, you know, oh, okay, it was because of my availability. Yeah. Me and Mitch have played around with the calendar settings in terms of like two days, three days, four days. On a mm. Thursday, we'll change it to four days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. On Monday. But yeah. then also yeah. like on Monday, we change it back to two days. Because I'm sure any gym owner out there that uses Zip Leads, people opt in Monday morning and they book Friday at 5.30 p.m. They're not showing up. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Book, yeah. No, nobody's signing up for a fitness program on Friday afternoon or Friday evening. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So, mate, like what has your journey with Zip Leads been like? So you're doing the marketing agency. 
And then I remember seeing your ads in Newcastle because you're from Newcastle uh, yep, and then yep. transitioned into zip leads. And what was that process like for you? And what, I guess, what led you down that path? Yeah, well, I'll give you a, a, a bit of a, a slightly longer background if you want, because it does speak to how we've ended up focusing on zip leads. Um, because, and it's interesting because it's a bit of a full circle because uh, most of my career hasn't been in fitness or marketing. It was actually in the military. So I was in the infantry for 10 years. And that was that was most of my career. I was in the in the cops for a few years after that, and then it was during that that I got into online marketing, digital marketing, and um, but before all that, I actually worked at a martial arts school in Perth, uh, Cobra Martial Arts. I used to work out uh, for I think two years. I was there for, and was lucky enough to learn quite a lot in that about fitness businesses and martial arts schools, um, which turns out twenty years after that would be quite helpful, um, but. Um, so what happened was that I, I started an online business, you know, this was, again, uh, 10, 11 years ago, uh, which was actually helping to prepare, helping prepare other police applicants to get into the police, right? So this is my first entry into online marketing. So it was a completely digital business because we were selling eBooks that then became, or we were selling PDFs that became eBooks that became online quizzes that became courses as, you know, the internet evolved um, into what it is. And it's still, it's still going, right? Um, but the thing is what happened was that that business got to a point where um, it was, uh, you know, it was doing what it needed to do. Um, we, my wife and I and our kids moved across to Newcastle where she's from. And that, because I'd, I'd left the place like, yep, yeah, all in on, on online business. And uh, basically um, just, randomly literally just walked past a crossfit gym owner in newcastle i wasn't even looking to join a crossfit gym because i that don't CrossFit, know. That crossfit hunter that's right yep so i met alex and um, and, uh, and i i had a chat with him and went back and and i thought you know i had a I'd think about this and went back and filled out the inquiry form on his website nothing happened and um <laughs> filled it out again and like nothing happened and he told me that his website guy was uh was away or something like that i think short story was that he he was also the website guy and his yeah. website was basically broken um and anyway uh it was interesting i started training there and i was doing some other odd jobs in digital marketing around newcastle just helping businesses what I, with what i'd learned by that stage for about four years of online business um in in and particularly about automating things in online business and um, yeah, I remember uh, it was a uh, it was a I think it was the first Christmas I was here that I was asking Alex like what's he what's he doing over the break and he was like he was staying here working like he he's like can't really afford to you know have a break here because we can't have members to just go off and you know train somewhere else like we gotta we gotta keep things moving like he couldn't even take a holiday right. Um, what year was this? Just to wrap up the timeline. Um, I'm trying to remember. It must have been twenty. I reckon twenty seventeen. Cool. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't exactly. longer. Not, yeah, long not that long ago. Yeah, right. And and so that was where I and at that point, because we were talking business, I was already redoing the website side of it, right? And that was where I shifted my focus on working for anyone doing anything to actually helping fitness businesses grow. Um, because I was able to help him. He was really thrilled that with the you know results we were getting in of just getting people in. Um, and I'm sure you can appreciate Newcastle, that's sometimes no mean feat to get things to work in Newcastle. It's a challenging market. Um yeah. And then I worked with, uh, you know, dozens of other CrossFit gyms shortly after that, doing the ads and things like that. And what I found was that this is the background that sort of the first thing that, you know, led towards zip leads was that, as I said before, you know, the feedback of, you know, the leads are bad. I can't get a hold of the leads was that, 
you know, it didn't matter so much the, and, and this is great about what you guys as well. Like it's, you know, it's, it's all well and good to have the ads taken care of and have leads coming in. But at the end of the day, all that matters is membership growth, right? So it's, it's, it's contact with those leads and it's sales with those leads. If you, if you, if, you, if those things aren't happening, um, then the ads are all for nothing and the ad spends for nothing and anything you're paying to an agency is, you know, wasted, right? And, and yeah, what we found was like, you know, it was like, look, most of the work we're doing here is actually to do with the follow-up and actually creating a system where the leads can actually connect with the business owners. Um, and, you know, long story short, we partnered with our, partnered with, um, you know, with our, our developers to have Zip Leads um, because that was the key piece. And with my background on just focusing on completely online businesses and complete automated products, um, that was really my skill set of what I'm so passionate about and what I'm effective at building a team about now is, is this focus on what happens after the lead comes in uh, in terms of that all-important connection rate and then the sales piece and then, you know, loads of people now use Zip Leads for their retention as well, which is fantastic. And how would you use Zip Leads for retention? Yeah, so it depends on, uh, honestly, it, it can depend on the CRM because we've got some great integrations now with other CRMs like your MindBody, Zoda's a new one, um, Perfect Gym, Gym Master, a few of these. It, it does vary. It varies the, the degree of what we're able to integrate with depending on the platform. But, um, you know, things like one of the things that people do with Zip Leads, they'll, they'll, they'll get like a membership check-in sync working with us where... Um, now they can run like a member at risk automation. So if someone doesn't check in for a class for two weeks or whatever it is, or one week, whatever the, the business owner wants it to be, it can either notify the business owner or it can even automate a message out saying, hey, looks like we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Is everything okay? Um, feel free to drop me a text. Just something like that. Um, and, and even like we've got some people where they're running weekly check-ins that actually tracks how many sessions that person did. So I'll actually send a message saying, hey, Jamie, it's Matt at, you know, Zip Leads Gym, whatever. Um, looks like you hit three sessions this week. Great work. It's time for your weekly check-in. Please tap here to let us know how you're going. And they tap there. Um, they, it sounds like a personalized message because the message changes every every week for about five weeks for it repeats. Um, yeah. And then it, um, it it's like, yeah, it knows how many sessions you did. And then it gets them to do a little survey on like, how are they feeling? Um, how they rate their sleep this week, how they rate their, you know, how their well-being is, how they rate their, their nutrition, whatever it is. And what's cool about it to see is that, uh, I don't know this for sure because we haven't got a lot of data on this, but I suspect that what people see is a, a correlation of like, oh yeah, I trained four times this week or I trained twice this week um, and I'm feeling good. And then it's like, oh, I trained once this week. I don't feel that good. And they're <laughs> like, they're writing this down. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like budgeting. like. Um, like uh, it's a, it's 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 a very uh, pedantic thing, but uh, I, my wife and I actually, when we budget things, so we actually like if you if you spend money on anything, like it goes in our little budget thing. So as you spend it, you're actually accounting for that whatever that thing was, and it's just taking some small action on what you've just done just means that it's like it's, it's almost like it's visceral. It's like, yeah, I just spent this on this or I just did this. It's like yeah. I, I did only do two sessions this week. This is how I feel now. And i got to write it in because my coach is keeping a track of me. And that's yeah. just an example of, uh, of what people are doing retention-wise, just to stay engaged. Um, and it's just one of many different different examples. For us, we reach out to members on Monday if they miss a week. And then yeah. uh, one of our trainers, Steve, he's got a background in communications. He's an amazing writer and he sends out the world's funniest newsletter every Thursday. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 I um one thing that I was really hesitant about when I came over to Zip Leads originally was thinking that the messages had to look automated. And you said something really important there a few times that it actually had to look like automated a- or manual or so my, my my first thought when it came to Zip Leads was like it has to look automated. And oh, then- so no, it's up. Yeah. Correct. Then checking your flow when we first worked together, oh, that, that's written like a human being. Like it's written as well as possible for it to appear as human as possible. And the majority of the public aren't as savvy as fitness business owners, so they don't even know it's not a person, right? And we've taken it yep. one step further. And I love your feedback. I haven't told you this. We actually <laughs> deliberately have spelling errors in the text messages. <laughs> I thought you were going to go there. I actually, I, I, I really don't know about the deliberate spelling errors because, and I think it's because of me. I'm like a very pedantic person, and like I, I see it as like, oh, does everyone need to get the same spelling error? Um, but I, I do know that it works in some cases because I've heard other people teaching it. But yeah. I think the thing to do is, is to be mindful of is that you want to make sure that you're, uh, you're not repeating any message to someone that has that same error because, because then, because what you risk going on that pathway is like, like it is an automated message and I'm being a bit cheeky here because I'm pretending it's not. Um, we, I first saw it in a mini chat flow and I thought it was brilliant. It was like, yeah. what's your yeah. It was like, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's like the, the mini chat flow ended then it was like hey yeah. it's jamie from breakthrough active it's me now yeah. lol what's your current situation situation yeah. was felt wrong then yeah. it was like the the asterisk and then situation spelled correctly one second later and then another yeah. message saying what's your goal yeah yeah <laughs> and it got an amazing response rate yeah so you just as long as like um you've exactly as you said you've got to be careful that you don't get caught out with it because then you lose that connection and they're like ah i don't trust these guys at all like for example that i've I've seen people do what you're saying where they're like they'll send the typo and then they'll go oh sorry fat fingers as if they're actually typing on a phone and it's like no that's crazy we're not in the days of the you know the old nokia 3210 where you literally would click three buttons at a time on the phone remember when you had to send text messages by actually typing on the keypad oh, and you'd yeah, and you have to click the, you know, click the five button three times to get the letter that you want before predictive yeah. text came and, and then obviously smartphones now. But um, but you uh, you sort of bring up an important point about the, uh, the the personalization of messages because the the thing that's really important and it's a bit of a plug for zip leads is that um, like people using zip leads have their own dedicated number. Like it's not shared with another business. We've heard all sorts of horror stories of other businesses where they get, someone said to me, I'm not even joking. Like yesterday I was on a call with a guy. They said, oh, it's a bit weird. The platform where we're using, I got his text message back saying, hey, are you also this gym? Because we got a text message from them as well about Sorry, this. Mate, opted in. Sorry, can, can I back up a bit? Like, yeah. Because why would that happen and how that even happen? And yeah, why I'm would, not actually sure, why, but there's a definite platform out there where it's a, why would another business do that to save money? Like, what, what, what it's happen? a yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's another CRM, and they somehow share numbers between users. Um, it's really strange, and I'm actually not sure the technical side of it how they prevent the message going back to the wrong business. But anyway, um, but the thing is that um, so you've got a you've got an Australian mobile number or New Zealand number if you're in New Zealand or whatever. Um, but uh, the other thing is that the back of the message doesn't say reply stop to opt out because it doesn't have to, um, and it's it just seems like a normal a normal message. And people and but the thing is that um, it, you know if you just simply put the person's name in the front of the message, you personalize it, which is very easy to do, and it's just coming from an Australian mobile number. You're absolutely right. Most people are used to automated messages have a certain look about them, 
So you, I, I, I do believe, just to, on a more serious note, you don't need to go to the aspect of spelling errors and things like that yeah, to sort course. of make it look like it. Um, and I, I think that it, that most people are just, you know, it, it just looks like a text message from that person. Um, it's, it's really interesting, and like, uh, I think you and I've chatted about this before, actually. Um, how making that shift to, you know, that the messages in, in Ziplays used to be more like if they hadn't booked off the ad, they didn't go and book straight away. We would say. Um, Looks like we haven't booked yet. Feel free to tap here to choose a time. Now, even though all they need to do there is tap a link and then the the, the form knows who they are, so it fills out all their details, name, email, phone number, which is fantastic. Um, they just choose a time and they're done. What's more effective is, the, is a bot saying, um, hey, it looks like we haven't booked a time yet. Can I book one for you now? So now they've got to actually reply yes. Then the bot says, great, I've got, you know, uh, spots available today or tomorrow which is best the person's got to say today or tomorrow they say it i've got these times which is best then they then they give a time and they book it right so it's way more actual effort but more people actually book because as far like either they 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 definitely think they're talking to a normal person right at the beginning it's possibly about two or three messages it becomes a bit more evident that it's a bot but at that stage they're already engaged they don't care it's, yeah it's a sunk um, cost fallacy they've, they've already taken the yeah, first couple of they've steps. already taken some action i may as well just finish this now and it and it works it's great um it's it's really exciting um it's not live yet but we're in the the testing stage now of uh, we've integrated a, a like a third party integration with open ai and their chat gpt so our booking bot is becoming more conversational and this is an interesting direction because I think, as you said, like uh, I, it, it's almost like I can anticipate a, a swing in, in public sort of acceptance of AI where people will actually be very happy to interact with AI as long as it's intelligent. So as long, so it doesn't have to sort of pretend to be a person. They know it's an AI. But as you said, convenience. I'd rather just get this handled now. And if it means I'm talking to a robot, as long as this robot can help me and it's, and it's, and it's being respectful and it's doing what I need to do, and it's great. And it sounds like a person anyway. It's just more yeah. conversational. Yeah, and, and when, I, when, I, when I call Telstra, as long as the IVF, the integrated voice function, works, I'm happy. Yeah. It's, when I'm yeah. Just, yeah. it's when I'm slamming the asterisk button to get through to a real yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, with, with Zip Leads, Matt, what we found too is when we went online, especially for fitness business consulting and breakthrough active body transformation, that's when we really unlocked the next 50 things that ZipLead's capable of doing. And I'm still yep. finding things I didn't know existed. But for us, we had an online business, like the fact that we could make applications, the fact that we could make surveys, the fact that they'd be automated messages off the back. Thank you for completing. Thank you for checking in. For us to run our online fitness business, it actually wouldn't be possible. And <laughs> this is the problem of an online fitness business. They can't get leads. They can't get sales. Yep. They fix that problem. And then their delivery breaks. And I'm, I'm here to tell you again that without an, an automated system, your delivery will fall apart very quickly and your attention will plummet. Not only will, will, will we will not get people renewing, people won't finish their 12, 16, 22, 26-week program. And the best example I can think of, Matt, is FitTribe. They're, they're a okay. client of yours, a client of ours, yep. and they have an yep. amazing online business. And the amount of things that happen in the background that they don't do is just remarkable. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's a really good point to bring up because when you asked about retention before, that's the that's the key first point of retention is that onboarding. So having that automated experience for the onboarding, and again, it can be quite personalized. 
Um, it can even have junction points as to what happens for, you know, it, wherever they're up to with their fitness journey, um, having that process. So again, nothing gets missed. Absolutely. And one thing, um, <laughs> one thing about zip leads, which I, which I really, really appreciated was the setup. And when you go and get the domain for me, you go get Twilio numbers for me. And I've dabbled in domains and Twilios. And Matt, I don't know what a C name is or an A record. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. And I spent hours on YouTube trying to figure it out myself. And I still stuffed it up. Yeah, it's definitely one of the, I suppose, the design points of Zip Leads as our company is to, is to work with businesses that, you know, yeah, whether you are tech savvy or not tech savvy, whether you're interested, not interested. Um, at the end of the day, sometimes it's the, like honestly, the, the usually the most effective accounts are the people who who just want to be like, I just need this to do X, Y, Z, just set it up for me. Um, I think a, a lot of business owners get too caught up in the technology of what's possible and spend a lot of time building things that aren't needed, uh, complications that are unnecessary. And and therefore, yes, they've got all this automation, but the it comes back to the point that whether you, you know, whether you're doing something like, you know, working with you guys to just get, you know, lead acquisition sorted, customer acquisition sorted, um, coming in, you're going to free up time. Working with zip leads, you're going to free up time. Like, what do you do with that time? And I think sometimes people make uh, a bit of an error where they where they, they just start, as you said, sort of dabbling in things that it's just not going to be their expertise and it may as well be left to someone else. There's yeah. plenty of things that most business owners don't want to do, but is actually what they need to work on in their business. Um, yeah. Because whatever you do with either of these you know, type of things, you're going to save time and put that time into, you know, whatever it is that you need to work on that business, whether it's... Um, you know, uh, more internal staff, things you've got to sort out. Your actual delivery of what you provide, your product is usually the thing that can be improved, the product, and that's where the time should be spent. Um, yeah, and that's why, you know, we do enjoy working with the you know people that come aboard with us because we can just take, what do you need us to do? We set the whole thing up for you, make sure it all works, just show you how it works and you can drive it. Um, and then, yeah, later, of course, yeah, you know, every month or so you might want to just, okay, what else can I do with this thing? To progressively build this to something um, you know, even more useful. But in the beginning, it's it's there to do a, a function and, and we can just set it up. One thing I've seen really, really common, Matt, in, in accounts that I've been into and other people that use the same development partners is they build things for the sake of building things, like kind of what you mentioned then, where yeah. they have no leads coming through and they'll start building out a 52-week retention sequence. Let's get the leads yeah. first and let's yeah, stay one yeah, yeah. So I've I've made the mistake too of going inside zip leads and thinking far out. I can build a website. I can build forms. I can build applications. I can build surveys. I can create a whole membership portal of nutrition training, education, a sales masterclass. And sometimes you can get lost in the source. So for any business owner out there, I'm the biggest sinner of the shiny new object syndrome, which is why Mitch is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, Mitch, here are my ten ideas. Which ones are shit? <laughs> And he just, yeah. he smacks me down. Yeah. It's like, it's a, as you said, it's a shiny object, but it's like, I mean, cause it's not even just like, you know, zip leads. It's, it's every aspect of the business. There's so many things now to explore and dive into. There's this and that. And, you know, we're in this, whatever, you know, this distraction economy where, you know, this race to the bottom of just like who can hold attention and, and it, yeah, it's hard. Like I think, you know, even I, I would, I, I would say that I'm pretty good at controlling technology, for example, and being able to focus and stuff, but still I, I you know, I could make massive improvement of that, right? 
Um, I'm even reading the book right now. Uh, uh, it's called Smartphone Dumb Phone. Um, and it's just about, you know, the smartphone, you know, addictions and things and like how do you make sure that you're using technology in a way that's not actually detrimental. Um, but the thing is with this software, it's like I always said to people, like just because something can be automated doesn't mean it should be or just because um, something can be, you know, built out doesn't mean it should be, right? Um, and especially when you come back to priorities because sometimes, uh, especially for I think a lot of fitness business owners, um, and, and look, I'm not pointing fingers here because I've done this as well. Like I, I used to do this all the time. I probably still do it with zip leads. I'll work on something that's, you know, a bit more interesting to work on in the business than what actually needs to be worked on in the business. Like what's actually the number one thing because anything that's not that is a distraction. Um, and again, that's why you're just going back to the most basic thing. If you can just sort customer acquisition and, and a lot of it can be automated, you can actually focus on things that need to be focused on. Even though you can have zip leads pinging on your phone for various things, um, unless you know you're, you're the one person that can answer those messages coming in, um, and even then, even if things are, a lot of this time, this thing should be on do not disturb, should be on silent, um, and the system should be handling it the background for you so you can focus on what you're doing. Yeah, I say it on every podcast, just like handle the lead acquisition part of your business before you go and research Govi lights and put pretty things on your wall. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, see I've, see, I've been good with that because I've been thinking we need a we need a neon Ziplead sign and I just, that's on the back burner because it doesn't matter. Mate, I've been looking into <laughs> the podcast. I've become a microphone expert, a camera uh, yeah, expert. Uh, yeah, you should, yeah, you should see my yeah. office. But yeah. the point is my fitness business lead acquisition, lead funnel retention was taken care of before I went yeah. out and did all, yeah. all the other stuff because while the lights are cool, making money in your business is cooler. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's that's right. You've got to do things in the right order. Yeah. So Matt, that brings me on to like a topic I really want to discuss, and we kind of covered it already. But like before people go down the rabbit hole, what do you feel like are the two best automations that gym owners need, online coaches need, PTs need in their business? Yeah. So definitely, what we've already spoken about being you know number one being is that initial response so whatever happens when someone opts in to your business and so you know the, you, and you might have different versions of this there might be one from a certain website offer there might be one from a certain social media ad there might be one from the contact us form if you've got one of those for example um and it's sort of like a, if i can do a and you know and if i can do like a 1b type thing and again this is something that's verified to me again the other day um, actually, I haven't got your thoughts on this, but we really, we really encourage people to remove, if they ask us, not have pricing on their websites. Um, and, yeah. So, and we've had, um, so what, what's your experience been with it? Terrible. Terrible. Like, oh, so like a good example, we're working with an F45 in Vancouver. Yeah. And they were getting $85 leads. Yeah. And then the only difference in the ad, the image, the copy, the headline is that in, in, in their lead form, it had challenge price 199. Our lead yeah. form challenge, the, the price wasn't there. And we got leads for like $5. Yeah, right. And so you, you take that to websites. And so one of the, the, the key automations in terms of contact is you replace your pricing page with a button that, you know, worst case is like pricing inquiry or something that actually someone has to opt in to 
to access that level of information. Because as I think we have discussed this before, like pricing doesn't really, it doesn't really mean anything until you have a context about what is the actual service. But so that's the number one thing is that whatever the avenues of inquiry is, it's got to be an automated response coming back to it. And again, I really recommend having, look, I'll give you, um, you know, here's a, here's a little hack, if you like, of what we found uh, really helpful is that that first message, um, and honestly, some of the older Ziplead's accounts don't have this. And I don't even know if you've tested this. Um, we find it works really, really well. Is that the first message is like, hey, Jamie, uh, sorry, hey, it's, it would be like, hey, it's Matt at Ziplead's gym. Um, just got an inquiry um, from Jamie. Is this Jamie? That's good. I like that. <laughs> right? And it's like, yes. So they reply, yes. And now there's a conversation happening. Great. Thanks so much for your interest in blah, 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 blah. Um, the next step is a quick call. Can I book that for you now? Yep. Yes. Any, like it's, any, yeah. So any, it's just a positive response. Yes, it is, Jamie. It's like um, you, you've probably, uh, you guys probably do this on the phone, like, you know, basic phone sales. I mean, often the first thing you ask when someone answers the phone, even if they tell you their name, is just a rephrase of that just to confirm, oh, is, yeah, um, you know, this is Sarah. Is this Sarah? And part of it is just to get them to say yes and just yeah. start the, the conversation on a positive. So that's the thing with these automated messages, like check who it is, just get them to, to acknowledge you and talk to you. Um, and then, um, and, and this goes for emails as well. Like, um, you know, that, that automated sequence, part of this is like, yes, make it text message and make it email as well. Um, because people do still read emails. They still have emails. People using zip leads have very good deliverability. We can even set up like the, the, the emails to actually come from your domain, not from like a subdomain that's ours or some other company. Um, and the emails, you know, most of them will get there. Um, so, you know, that's the first one is that, you know, that, that initial automation. And then the, any, any place a fitness business owner can get a lead, how they form yeah. that gets them to either book a call. If they don't book in a phone call, they get an immediate text message, an immediate yeah. email yeah. to try and yeah. generate a positive response. Yeah. And the only, the only exception to that is if it is a social ad where you're asking them to book a call straight off the back of it, give them like three or four minutes to actually make the booking. And if they haven't booked, then they get the text message. If they book, then that text message doesn't go. Yeah, um, I think the, now can we have a time delay of 10 minutes or five minutes. Yeah, yeah, five minutes is all we do mostly. Um, because if they haven't booked in five minutes, they're probably not going to. Uh, the second one is, I mean, you can go in a lot of directions with the second one, but I want to bring up one that I think a lot of, is a simple one that a lot of, I see a lot of gym owners not have, which is the automations around memberships in terms of, membership pauses and membership cancellations because you can actually create a you know some level of resistance that makes it a little bit more difficult to do this process but also just make it very upfront as to what is the process so just literally just having a form on the website is you know membership options which then goes to you know pause membership or cancel membership and the pause option is like this is how it works this is how long you can pause for what are your requested dates you know, there's some more detail on it, but the, the membership cancel thing makes it really clear that if you do cancel, then, you know, you lose your current rate. You have to re-sign up at whatever the new rates are. Um, and, you know, this might be the notice period. You might have a few other things in there, right? And then you can say, if you'd prefer, you can actually put your membership on pause, right? Mm. But the really cool thing about having this level of, and then there's automations around that because then you can re-engage with them at certain times based on when they cancel, based on when they pause and things like that. But what's what's cool about making that process more of an automated thing that they've got to go to the website and just do through automations is that 
um, you can somewhat separate yourself from that process. I know one business owner, he was a one-man show, but if someone actually asked about cancelling or pausing, he said that they'd have to speak with, um, with the membership person, <laughs> you know, Alex, right? And he would just say, you just go to the website and do that thing. Um, like, and now they've actually got to, you know, go and do the thing. If it was just this thought on a whim, like it's just that little bit of resistance. Sometimes people are like, oh, I'm only away for a week or something. I'll just, yeah, that's right, I'll just let it run. So, I'm not, and, that's and, a one, yeah. so what we have is we have a freeze calendar and we have a cancellation right, yeah. calendar. So the idea right, would be yeah. if someone says, hey, Jane, can I put membership on hold? Then you're no problem at all. Just booking a call here to discuss. Yeah. Now, yeah. it's the opposite of them joining. We want to make it a little bit harder. <laughs> <for> them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. maybe, just maybe, Matt, my opening for calls isn't quite as liberal with cancellations as it is new joiners. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like it's a scam. Like at the end of the day, right. there's still a very open process on how to cancel. It's very about board and it's what it is, right? But at the end of the day, you, we, you know, we're in the business of providing something that's helping people. And if for some other reason there's something else that can go, like their Netflix subscription or something like that or something else, and they can keep their gym subscription, well, that's a massive win. Um, so just making it super, super easy to, to, to cancel doesn't really serve anyone. Um, yeah. Mate, I've got, got a tough question, and I, I want a yes or no answer. No in between. Okay. <laughs> you said zip leads. Well, it was a great saying. It was like zip leads keeps enables you to stay in the paid ads game. Yeah. In your seven years of running gyms, helping gyms, growing gyms, have you seen a long-term successful gym that didn't embrace paid ads? No, I haven't. I can't think of an example of someone that hasn't run them at all. And I know you want a yes or no answer, but I can expand on that if you want. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely I, I, no. I guess, like, I guess where, where Mitch and I get frustrated, mate, is the rise of organic marketing. Yeah. And someone saying, pay me 10K once and I'll show you these organic methods to save your gym. And you would know B2B organic marketing is very different to B2C organic marketing. Yeah. And I have never met a gym owner, never, ever met a gym owner that has a successful gym outside of the first 12 months of opening that doesn't run consistent ads, that doesn't have a consistent sales process. Because the reality is, is people do cancel, people try new things and that those ads just need to be on. Yeah. The, the other thing I would say about that is, even if like whoever's listening to this, this podcast is like, even if the answer was actually, yes, I've seen two out of 10 gyms, like say, it's like a massive thing. 20% of gyms actually do really well without paid advertising. Even if that was the case, then, you know, if I was working with someone said, well, so you could become that part of the 20% is that even if that was the case, so much in fitness business is dependent on local market conditions, which is literally luck. Like it, it, it's not necessarily like whether you chose a good spot. It can depend on what's happening in the local area. Things can change outside of your circumstances just to determine whether or not the organic is, is as effective as it could be. Um, so, you know, even if that was the case, it would still make sense to, you know, to have those, the paid advertising. But the other thing I'd say about it is that the reason that uh, at the end of the day, a lot of businesses do plateau and like, you know, they're, they're only able to reach so many people. As we discussed before, there's only a certain percentage of people that are ready to, to engage and um, and take that next step or whatever. And, and 
but there are loads of people who are in this awareness stage and these are the people that do respond to ads um and 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 why would we not show our stuff to to those people yeah it's like why would you make life harder for yourself because yeah the- I- I feel as though people are in one camp or the other. I love paid ads or I hate paid ads. And the truth is organic does work to a degree. But like for for Mitch and I, we've had an amazing lifestyle the last seven years and it's all revolved around having a successful paid ad strategy for us not having to knock on every physiotherapist in Newcastle as a joint venture. I'm not saying it doesn't work or is it good, but the paid ads have just been so successful for us. And if we can make it work, Anyone can. And a huge part of that is having zip leads, a great automation process and a great sales process. Because, Matt, if I had a dollar for every time I heard paid ads don't work, I'd have lots of dollars. Yeah. And the other, you, you sort of touched on it there, which is the other point I wanted to say is that, as you said, like there's, no, there's a lot of polarization on it. It's like, just do paid. No, just do organic. You don't need paid. And the, the, really, I don't think anyone can have a very strong argument that the answer actually isn't a hybrid solution right, is that you actually need to be running both. Because when you run paid ads, doing good organic content supports that. And when you do good organic content, then your ads support that. And and when you're doing that as well, it, it gets hard to measure because you can't say that, well, okay, these are my leads that came in from paid because I can see, you know, it literally says in my Ziplead's account, this lead clicked on this ad in this ad set in this campaign. That's great but it doesn't tell you that they saw several of your organic posts um, after they saw your paid ad that they looked at, then they saw some organic stuff, then they saw your paid ad again, then they saw some organic stuff, and then finally they clicked on your ad. You can't say that it was just because of your paid ads, even if they started and ended from that that point of view, if they they saw some of the other stuff. And the same thing happens vice versa. So um, I've actually seen... You know, this is an example of where, 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 where I personally need to improve is, you know, our organic posting on you know, my Instagram um, stories and Facebook stories and stuff. I'm, I'm not joking. Like there's a direct correlation between posting there and how our ads perform for this business, right? So yeah. I think even the algorithms can, I, I don't know, like I don't work at Meta, so I can't be qualified to say this, but it seems to me that if you've got an active, uh, you know, people are engaging with your organic stuff, it seems to me that that follows through to better numbers in your paid Yeah, I guess when I say organic marketing, I'm saying sending icy cold DMs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just soul-destroying, isn't it, I feel like, anyway. It it is (laughs) soul-destroying. It is (laughs) soul-destroying. Well, Matt, we've got three minutes left. Um, I want to ask you a question. Last one, how do you see the next 12 months going for fitness business owners and what should they be looking for? Uh, you and I discussed this offline before that we've gone, you know, we're in the middle of it. We're heading into like what's a, you know, a real winter for fitness businesses right now. There's there's less of a, you know, oh, I'm finally out of COVID. Like, I don't really care. It's winter. I'm getting back into fitness anyway. Like, it's, it's definitely a very tough period right now. Um, I think that the, the the coming period, like, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to still, you know, do what we can to, to grow through this period. I, I've still seen businesses growing right now. It's not a reason to just put your head in the sand and think, oh, I'll just like try to survive winter. I think right now people still need to be actively marketing um, and and then being ready to then just, you know, continue with that into the rest of the year. But I think that um, I think that as we get towards the, the end of the year, what I would say is that, because I say this every year, this is not a change of this is just necessarily the end of 2023. 
um, people should be mindful that you're, you're going to hit like a couple of, you know, peak opportunities with, with your paid ads. I think, you know, obviously, you know, spring is usually one, but definitely, you know, you talk about the next six months. Um, I just want to add in that the boxing day period um, is huge for fitness businesses in terms of advertising. I, I see if, if I could just sort of leave one bit of advice here for people in terms of how they run their marketing over that next six months is that is don't wait until January to try to promote your business for the whole new year period. That that period of like literally boxing day through to New Year's is is just gold dust. And whether you guys are running the ads or people are doing it themselves and things like that, to get that momentum from boxing day um, can actually set up a business for really effective ads for the whole year. Because the ad accounts that it or the algorithm somehow gets some some um, some momentum there. I've literally seen a business run their boxing day ads for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> for example i'm not joking right and so they because they didn't say it was a boxing day thing they just launched it on boxing day and it did so well and it had momentum and the you know it, it just kept working um yeah i found the last three years august october august september october sorry they are the best times to grow a fitness business not yep. january and what you said then boxing day is absolutely killer because what we, we want to get people into our gym, we almost run our boxing day sale like a pre-sale, like sign up now and start January 4, as opposed yeah. to signing as yeah. January 4. But yeah. like, it's I, think, yeah. I think we're entering into a really exciting time for gym owners. But I also think the cream is going to rise to the top. And I think... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so and there's, 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 there's way less room for error now. And, like, and I think if you don't have your you know all your stuff sorted in, in one sock for you know your your lead acquisition your sales and then you know the automations that drive in between that and follow up that you're just going to be left in the dust and then obviously underlying all that is you've got to have an amazing product otherwise people are going to go somewhere else 100 well guys if you're watching this podcast and i say matt phillips and zip leads the algorithm is going to find you because i see lots of these ads <laughs> Um, but I have been a, a client of Zip Leads for, for two years now. I was skeptical. I was hesitant. But I, I literally, I cannot think. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't run my business without it. Thanks, Jamie. No worries at all, Matt. Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. All right. Really good to chat. Look forward to all chatting right. with you soon. Okay. Bye, mate. See you, mate.